good morning, good afternoon, good evening. You're listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show. I'm your host, Kieran Mack, and thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to like this video if you're watching us on YouTube, and please do subscribe. We're also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and a host of other podcast players. Now that that's all done, let's jump into today's show. Well, hello there, and welcome back to the Thai Expat Daily Show. Today is Monday, the 18th of April, 2022. Now, before we get into today's show, I would like to give a big shout out to SUP Hire Thailand, which is located in Moang Kanchanaburi District. SUP Hire Thailand offers a range of stand-up paddle boarding, bicycling, and outdoor education experiences from their base in Kanchanaburi, just two hours from Bangkok. SUPs are ideal for meditative exercise and building confidence and independence in kids. From their stunning location on the famous River Kwai, they pride themselves on offering a variety of choices to help make your time on the water safe, affordable and fun. They cater to all age groups and all group sizes, focusing on kids and families. The director has a UK qualified teacher status. If you're interested in visiting, making an inquiry or booking, you can contact them at 090-975-9718, email them at bookings at sup-hire-thailand.com, or by visiting their website at www.supkanchanaburi.com. Now, all this information is also down below in the description. Now, if you are a local expat business here in Thailand and you'd love to get a shout out on the show, just simply email me at the show at thaiexpatdailyshow at gmail.com and we'd be delighted to do that for you for the next month or so. Uh, we are trying to promote local expat businesses to try get things up and going now that the country looks like it's about to take off in the next few months. And now that that's all done, let's jump into the first story of the day. Former Democrat deputy leader surrenders to Thai police to face sexual assault charges. In what is regarded as Thailand's most significant Me Too case to date, former Democrat party deputy leader Prin Panitpak D surrendered at Lupini police station this morning to acknowledge charges of sexual assault filed against him by multiple women. Prin is the only son of former Deputy Prime Minister and former Director General of the World Trade Organization, Dr. Supachai Panit Pakdi. Prin was accompanied by a lawyer when he arrived at about 8am. He managed to dodge a small army of reporters by using the rear entrance. Police Major General Jirasan, Deputy Commissioner of the Metropolitan Police, told the media this morning that they could not detain Prin because the suspect surrendered voluntarily and no arrest warrant had been issued to date. After notifying the suspect of the charges and questioning him, he said that police will seek an arrest warrant tomorrow from the Bangkok South Criminal Court. Police Major General Trai Rong Pu Pan, another Deputy Commissioner of the Metropolitan Police, said today that the police have filed three sexual assault charges, including rape, but that Prin had denied all the accusations. Democrat Party leader Jirin Laksanawisit announced today that the party will not protect anyone charged with committing sexual offences and will not intervene with the justice system. He declined to comment about whether the case against Prin was tarnished the party's reputation in the lead-up to the Bangkok governor election. A member of the Democrat Party's executive board, Rashada Danandarek, also deputy government spokesman, offered an assurance yesterday that the party is against all forms of violence against women. 
She also said that the party is fully aware of the feelings of the victims and Thai society in general. Prin spent many of his formative years in the UK where he owned a restaurant and studied at the London School of Economics. He built a political career in Thailand, especially with the Democrat Party, during which he sat on a party-led panel campaigning against violence against women in 2019. When asked by a reporter about a case in Britain, Prin said yesterday that it was a long time ago. Prin used to hold several advisory and executive positions in both the government and private sectors, such as the Stock Exchange of Thailand, the Office of National Innovations, the Federation of Thai Industries, the Parliamentary Committee to consider the impacts of the Comprehensive and Progressive Agreement for Trans-Pacific Partnerships, the Parliamentary Committee to consider amending the Commercial and Civil Code, and the Parliamentary Committee on Commerce and Intellectual Property Rights. Moving along, Prime Minister warns health services to brace for Songkran surge. Prime Minister and Defence Minister Prayachana Cha has ordered the Ministry of Public Health and other state agencies to prepare for a surge in COVID-19 infections when people return to work after the long holiday today. The Prime Minister has assigned these health bodies to ensure prompt response to any new clusters of COVID-19 infections, said government spokesperson Tanakorn Wambukanchana on Saturday. The National Health Security Office has added capacity to its hotline to serve an expected rise in demand for help with COVID-19 care and advice after the Songkran Festival, he said. The NHSO is also recommending that people should observe their health for a week to 10 days for signs of infection, which may include a high fever, cough or runny nose, he said. A rapid antigen test is recommended for anyone who exhibits any of these symptoms and doctors need to be informed of the patient's travel history over the holiday, said Mr. Tanakorn. General Pryor said he is confident the country has sufficient medical supplies and healthcare resources to cope with the current virus transmission situation, added Deputy Government Spokesman Tarisi Tarasakul. The Prime Minister, however, has emphasised the need for the Ministry of Public Health to scale up informing the public about long COVID, which is now more common following the rise in number of cases of the highly transmissible Omicron variant, said Mr. Tressari. Long COVID is real. Don't be fooled by the illusion that COVID is more or less like a common flu, takes a little time to recover from and will soon become an endemic disease, said Dr. Tira Warren-Tanarat, an associate professor at Chilinacorn University, Faculty of Medicine. Meanwhile, Anan Jongkewatana, director of the Veterinary Health Innovation and Management Research Group at the National Center for Genetic Engineering and Biotechnology, meanwhile, raised concerns over coronavirus mutation risks after Songkran when international tourists were seen splashing water unmasked. A rising number of new infections may still be manageable, but please, no more diversity in the virus variants, he said. The number of COVID-19 deaths recorded on Saturday hit a new high at 125, with 18,892 new cases logged, said the Centre for COVID-19 Situation Administration. About 1.78 million people have been infected since January 1st, it said. Now, just to clarify that story a little bit, because it's uh, I-, I find it disingenuous of firstly the media to report other people's words that clearly are not correct. The water splashing that was going on both in Khao San, Chiang Mai and in Patong in Phuket was not just international tourists. It was a combination of Thai citizens and international tourists. 
not just international tourists. And it was allowed to happen by the various governments in charge of those areas. Let's not forget that as well. Please understand, they were under no illusion that this wasn't going to happen. So they allowed it to happen. And then trying to blame international tourists at the end of it, in my opinion, is completely wrong and shouldn't be reported by media like that. Bottom line is, all these events were a combination of Thai citizens and international tourists. It wasn't just one. I have seen many videos and many Thai citizens unmasked out and about these days. They are as common now as international tourists unmasked. So I think it's time that these kind of guys coming out with their trash talk tell the truth and don't just put it down on the international tourists all the time. Yes, they do walk around unmasked. I can admit that. But Thais are just as guilty in all of this as well. So... That should be well and truly said. And now, next story. Next up, foreign arrivals averaged 3,000 in April, surpassed January-February level. The number of international arrivals landing in Phuket stabilised at around 3,000 daily after beating two-month-long highs of 4,004 and 3,961 on April 9th and 10th, respectively. Yet, there is a long way to go to the full recovery. According to the most recent Phuket Reopening Daily Report issued by the Tourism Authority of Thailand, Phuket welcomed 42,375 foreign tourists during April 1st to 14th, giving the daily average at 3,026. To put it in perspective, total arrivals in March stood at 72,205, giving an average of 2,329 arrivals per day, while arrivals in January and February combined total 166,466, giving the daily average of 2,821. Overall, since January 1st, the island welcomed 281,046 air passengers from abroad, compared to 184,030 from July 1st, that was the start of the Phuket Sandbox scheme, to December 31st last year. Yet the number of arrivals is still much lower than what Phuket used to enjoy before the COVID-19 pandemic. According to Airports of Thailand report for 2019, Phuket International Airport throughout that year accommodated 10.66 million international passengers in 12 months, giving an average monthly load of 883,000 passengers per day. More encouraging news may follow next Friday, April 22nd, when the Ministry of Tourism, Sports and the TAT should put forward their proposal for the cancellation of the Thailand Pass and test and go requirements at a meeting of the Centre for COVID-19 Situation Administration. Now, the numbers for Phuket are definitely improving, but the bounce is basically because of Easter and Songkran. Now, I am sure we're going to see a decline over the next month or so. Now, some news in relation to the Thailand Pass. An important announcement was posted on the Thailand Pass today. Applicants can use their Thailand Pass to enter Thailand on different dates of arrival if the new date of arrival is within seven days before or after the original date. Uh, this will start from today and the CAAT that's the uh, Civil Aviation Authority of Thailand and the airlines have already been informed. Now you do need to rebook your hotels and car transfer plus change the dates of your insurance but you don't need to upload this to the Thailand Pass website. Just show a check-in and on arrival to health authorities. Now this is from Richard Barrow who uh, has some great informative news and he has some very interesting news that may come as a bit of a surprise to some people. According to him, he spoke with a senior foreign ministry civil servant who has informed him that there is no plans to get rid of this Thailand pass on May 1st. They said there will definitely be some form of change, but it more will be to the point that they will change from a PCR to 
a rapid antigen test on arrival. However, they are worried about not having enough space at Suanapuma Airport to do this, so there is talk about still having to book a hotel on arrival. And again, you won't be doing the test at the airport. It looks like you'll be going and doing the test off-site somewhere and waiting for the results that are meant to only take 15 minutes. I mean, at the end of the day, if they were doing it at the airport, by the time you'd get to your hotel, you'd have the results well before then. Bangkok traffic and all that. So I don't understand exactly what's going on. Now, this is not confirmed. It's from uh, Richard Barrow, uh, who posted this on Twitter yesterday. And But he's normally pretty reliable when it comes to stuff like this. So, you know, we have to look at it. But I'm hoping, I'm praying that Richard, for first time in a while, is wrong. And I'm hoping that the government will come to some form of common sense and understand the need for all this nonsense is over. The concept of living with COVID seems to have completely been abandoned by the government because everything they do seems to be the opposite of that. Living with COVID means getting on with life, learning to protect ourselves, make our own choices, and live with those choices. That's what living with COVID means. It doesn't mean being controlled and continually told that you can do this, but you can't do that. But you can have 10,000 people for the full moon party over here, but you can't go to Bangalore Road and Patong and spray a bit of water in the air. And we're gonna come to that story now. Full moon party draws over 10,000 revelers in Panyan. Hadrin Beach on Kopanyan Island off the southern coastal province was packed with revelers for the first full-scale full moon party since the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic on Saturday night. Following the easing of COVID-19 restrictions, more than 10,000 tourists, mostly foreigners, enjoyed an event that ran smoothly throughout the night with marine police, tourist police and immigration police and more than 60 administrative officials led by Suratani Deputy Governor Suitpong Klai Undam deployed to maintain law and order. The road leading to the beach was restored with shops selling snacks and beverages, body painting kiosks and clothing stalls. After the party was over, most of the tourists returned to the mainland by ferry to Donsak or to Koh Samui. Others remained on the island, which has seen many rental accommodations fully booked over the past month. On Saturday, Raja Ferry announced its ferries departing at 8am, 11, 2pm and 5.30pm were fully booked. It had to arrange two more trips, departing Donsak at 12.30pm and 6.30pm. Manup Se Tu, a Copenhagen resident, said the return of a large number of tourists indicated the full moon party was still in their minds after a long suspension. Copenhagen beaches are most beautiful on full moon nights. We also have many other attractions which must be preserved. The party went on without problems last night. I believe the next party, scheduled for May 16th, will definitely draw even more tourists, he said. The last full-scale full moon party in Copenhagen was on February 8, 2020, during the onset of the first outbreak of COVID-19 in the kingdom. Now, I have no issue with this party whatsoever, because this would be the concept of living with COVID. What I do have an issue about is how Kausan Road, Chiang Mai, Patong were vilified by the Prime Minister of this country for spraying a bit of water and having unmasked tourists. But yet, I have seen the photos and the videos of the full moon party and there definitely is no social distancing, lots of dancing and carry on going on as you would expect at a full moon party and zero masks. So why is this event allowed to happen? With what seems like the Prime Minister's blessing because the Deputy Governor, the Tourist Police, the Immigration, everybody was there all on looking at it all. But yet, a little bit of water spraying on Khao San Road? 
ended up with the military being called in to take away water guns from people. It doesn't make any sense. This country's rules are just completely sideways. There's one rule for one set of people and there's another rule for another set of people. Why was the Phuket governor called out by the Prime Minister for allowing water fights on Bangla Road when this was allowed to go on? I'm all in favour of the Full Moon Party. If they want to organise it, let them do it. But then you have to be consistent and you can certainly say there wasn't 10,000 people on Bangla Road or on Kausan Road. So what's the difference? And this is when I talk about the country living with COVID. It's how there is no consistency to what living with COVID in this country means. And this surely is a prime example of that. I'm delighted that places like this can attract 10,000 tourists to come and party for a night. I think that's fantastic. It shows that there is a huge demand, you know, internationally for trips to Thailand. And that's where the Thai government need to grab onto that, reopen the country properly and let businesses, local people start earning a real proper living, giving people that opportunity that they've been waiting for two years. Because now we are on two years, I think it was about April 10th or 9th, I can't remember, sometime around that in 2020 when the country was shut and tourism stopped. There was no flights in or out. So yes, it is time. Every month is a new, let's, we'll, we'll, we'll skip the PCR test. We'll give a little to the people, just a little. We won't open up fully because God forbid you would do something that would really help tourism and the economy. The government seemed to be focused on tourism, but not doing the things that will bring foreign tourists to this country and start to put money at the end of the day back in the pockets of local Thais, of local expats, of people who own businesses in the hospitality and tourism industry, which is a lot of people. When it comes down to it, 20% of the GDP is from tourism. That is a economic driver in this country. And it's time for some consistency from the government and local governors. So I'd love to know what you guys think about all this. When you see a party of 10,000 people going on on an island, and then you hear that Phuket is reprimanded for allowing water fights on Bangla Road, do you think that's fair? Do you see that as very inconsistent, or do you just think it's exactly how things work here in Thailand? I'd love to know your opinion, guys, as always, down below in that comment section. Next up, lawyer exposes late-night antics at Phuket night spot. Crusading lawyer Sitra Biambakard has trained his sights and a video camera on a night spot that has been operating well beyond legal closing hours on this resort island. I have received complaints from Phuket locals who have suffered because an entertainment venue in a resort is operating beyond legal hours, Mr. Sitra wrote on his Facebook page on Saturday. There are gatherings, loud noise and illegal activities that have been going on for years but police remain idle. A personal visit confirmed the complaints and the behaviour inside made the place a high-risk spot for a cluster of COVID-19 infections, said Mr. Sitra, who is also the Secretary General of a group called the Foundation of People's Lawyers. He said he had asked the Phuket Police Chief, Police General Sire Kong, for an explanation of why this place was allowed to stay open after 11pm and to ignore COVID-19 precautionary measures. He also questioned whether it had an operating license. There is no way that local authorities are not aware about this place and it is likely that they've been bought off with huge bribes, he wrote. If there's a cancer in the system, you have to cut it out. And I hope the Phuket Police Chief will act on this issue as an example. 
In the video, Mr. Citra is seen entering the venue located in a large resort close to Patong Beach around 2am. Few of the patrons inside are wearing face masks. The night spot was also selling a baraku, which is illegal in Thailand, wrote Mr. Citra, who is also representing one of the women who have accused former Democratic Party leader Prin Panapakti of sexual harassment and rape. Now I've known about this place for quite a while and this place has operated pretty much normally during the entire COVID pandemic. So there is definitely some form of brown envelopes passing to people in high positions to be able to keep this open. Now for legal reasons I can't name this resort on air. I'd love to, I can tell you the name of it. If you sent me a message I could tell you that privately but uh, from a public point of view I cannot. But I have looked at this place I have gone and checked out the reviews online of this place and it's clear this place has been operating pretty much as a nightclub for years but particularly it's been getting away with it over the last two years during the pandemic this story I think will gather pace in the next few days and I think we're going to see this place shut down eventually there's no way the police will allow this now to continue once it's brought into the media spotlight and to the public domain so we'll keep an eye on the story and we'll definitely bring you more this week and finally the Phuket News daily report Patong Hotel employees rally to protect their jobs. Some 50 employees of a big Patong Hotel gathered in Soi Bangla last night to deliver the message that they need their jobs in response to an online complaint by a well-known lawyer who said that the establishment creates nuisance to local residents and urged them to take measures against it. Phuket Songkran Road casualty tally climbs to 3 dead, 24 injured. Phuket officials recorded 6 accidents resulting in 6 injuries requiring admission to hospital for treatment but no fatalities on day 6 of the 7 days of danger road safety campaign for the Songkran holidays from midnight to midnight yesterday. And finally Roy Rim Lei Seafood Fair underway in Rawai. Another Roy Rim Lei Fair is underway at Rawai Beach in the southern part of Phuket. The three-day festival named Roy Rim Had Lei Rim Lei is aimed at helping redistribute income throughout the community and cheer up locals amid the ongoing pandemic of COVID-19. But ultimately, with this story or anything else that stood out to you today, I'd love to know your thoughts in the comments down below. Because yes, this is a new show, but it's also a conversation. Now keep that conversation going. Make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel, share the video, and do all the good stuff that does help that YouTube algorithm. But ultimately, my name is Kira Mack. You've been listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show, and we will see you next time.